This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But now the ball is in my court because all I have to do is, is ball out. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, can we maintain that hunger? If anybody knows Ty, we know how he talk. He talk with his hands like, yo, yo. Say five, like I'm, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be better than you, yo. I was like, damn, are you still in high school? It mean everything, man. You know, when when somebody could, you know, speak highly of you, you know, when others are, you know, doubting you, you know what I mean, and to to really be this this voice of encouragement and, and support. Definitely, definitely. At some point, we'll bring a Super Bowl here. Welcome to the very first episode of All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, download and subscribe and make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We're thrilled to launch with a special guest and Super Bowl champion Tyron Matthew. We got an opportunity to hear more about the unknown nicknames that Tyron has. Some of the secret insightful things about Pat Mahomes, money Pat Mahomes, as I like to call him. We also got a chance to talk to Pat P about the Cardinals improving to be 2-0 and in their upcoming matchup against the Detroit Lions. This is a very, very informative, entertaining, conversational vibe, and you don't want to miss it. Mike, check, one, two, one, two. Yo, Pat, we finally here. It's week it. one for us. All things covered. We finally here. It's a great opportunity to bless the ears and the eyes of our listeners and viewers. Uh, but tell the people a little bit about what they can expect from All Things Covered. Man, All Things Covered is literally going to be covering everything. We're going to have great guests. We're going to have football players. We're going to have actors. We're going to have actress. We're going to have very, very diving, intriguing interviews, questions, and many more to come. Whatever you guys may have on your mind as well. So. We're looking forward to uh to dive into many, many uh conversations. Should be an awesome, awesome podcast. And we're looking forward to a, a great show. It's gonna be a fun ride all season long. You guys will be with us, and hopefully you guys continue to smash that subscribe button and make sure you give us a five-star rating. But with that being said, when you talk about Patrick Peterson, why fo- why football fans know who Patrick Peterson is? Why football p- fans know Pat P. Yeah, I probably would say hitting the Heisman polls against West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Didn't you, you got cursed out. Didn't Les Miles curse you out? Uh, he, he, he didn't, he, he didn't quite curse me out, but he did give me an earful of saying, you know better than that, Patrick. <laughs> hey, that's you see great, what the ref hey. is doing right now? He's marking the ball back 15 yards. <laughs> <laughs> that was his voice. <laughs> hey, that's a great last miles impersonation, yo. That's deep. I like that. That's what's up. That's what's up. So when it comes to me, I guess football fans can know they know me from my Steeler days. Floyd, I was a Florida State guy, also played big time football at Florida State in Tallahassee. But I guess uh Pittsburgh Steelers, my rookie year, a play that everybody you know, talks about if you're definitely if you're definitely um, a Steeler fan or a Colts fan, my past breakup against Peyton Manning in the second round, 
uh, the playoffs in 2005 that led to a potential Super Bowl win for the Pittsburgh Steelers that bought us our fifth championship. So I think that would be something that most people would remember me uh, from when I, when when you talk about playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pat, there's a lot I know about you because you're my family, my cousin, but Mm -hmm. what football fans might not know about Pat Pete? Uh, Well, Matt, you know, I like to do a bunch of different things. I like to golf. Everybody knows that I golf. Um, I love being outside. I love fishing. But something that I don't really put, you know, on broadcast or on my social media, I love to travel. I love to travel the world. Um, you know, I've been all around the world from Rome, um, all over Italy, Bali, Dubai, um, you know, Monte Carlo. Um, and, and golf has, have taken me to those places as well. So, you know, um, I love to travel. You know, I've been so many, many great places in this world. And, um, and that's what I want my kids to be able to do, you know, explore the, to explore the world, to, 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 to see what God created for us to, to, to explore, you know, so, um, I love to travel. Oh, that's what dope. about you, Matt? You know, I, I know you now being retired, you know, you got a lot of stuff on your hands. You know, I know you picked up some new hobbies here and there. What do you like to do? Man, listen, outside of watching football, uh, something that a lot of people might not know about me, uh, I like to eat. Mm. I love eating. I love sweets. I love desserts. I love just fancy restaurants. I love having outstanding meals. And I think in my afterlife, uh-huh. if I can have another career, I would love to team up with, uh, what's his name? Guy Fiery? Uh, Guy Fiery. Guy Fiery. Oh, Guy Fiery. Fury, yeah, Guy Fury, the guy who has, I think he has the best job in the world. I mean, <laughs> he gets an opportunity to travel to any place in the country. Yeah. And test and enjoy and, and do a taste test on right. outstanding food right. that looks Anywhere. so good. Anywhere. I mean, what diners dive, diners dive and, and, and dives or something like that. Diners drive and dives. That's the name yeah, of the show. My, my yep. bad guy. Hopefully we can get you in a podcast. That would be. Oh yeah. We definitely got to get him on. But I think I think Guy has the best job in America because he gets the opportunity to fill his belly. So that's something that a lot of people don't know about me. I love to eat, and that would be an ideal job for me, traveling around mm-hmm. to different restaurants and uh, tasting their food and giving five-star ratings. About and, Max, since you bought up food, one thing some people may not know about me, too, I am a pit boss. You know, I, I, you know I've been seeing some of your posts. Hey. Hey man, listen, Matt. I just made this uh this pulled pork, this seven pound pull um uh pork shoulder. Yeah, man, had that thing smoking for about eleven hours. Let it sit for about an hour. Unwrapped it. Took the you you wrapped you wrapped it in foil. What you wrapped it in? Yeah, when I when I took it out the uh when I took it out the smoker, let it sit. Then I wrapped it up in foil to let the juices and all that you know settle in. Unfold that baby, man. Turned it on the side, took the bone. It was so, it was so tender, Mac. All I had to do is just pull on the bone and it just and it came, came off. What you, so when you, when you, when you cook that, uh, when you cooked it, what you cook it in? I cook it in my, uh, my pit boss. Oh, you That's got why I'm a pit boss. So, cause <laughs> I, I never cooked on the pit boss. See, I got a tray. Yeah, it's a smoker. So yeah, yeah, man, I you got, got man, Mac, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to get you a pit boss. You get me a pit you boss? You won't go back. Yo, you ain't got to put no chips in it. All you got to do is they, they, it's going to come with a big old bag of pellets and yep. it automatically feeds itself when it needs, you know, the wood and the flavor of the pellets I think is better. 
No question. No question. Yeah. Especially and, when you're smoking. When you're yeah, smoking. With this, and with the one I have, I can't remember. I think I have the Pro Series. Yeah. So I have like like seven rows of like just space. Easy to clean. Like it's dope. I'm going to get oh, you one. I'm going to send you one. You mean, just text me your address. One on no the way. Question. No question. One on the way, cat. And, 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 and guy, when you check in and, li- and look at this episode or listen to this episode, <laughs> we love food. So that's yeah. a, that's more than a, a, enough reasons for you to come join us on our podcast. So we <laughs> might come join you on your show. Right. right? So yeah. back, when you talked about eating, man, you know, you know, the room is like when you retire as a DB. You get fat. You get fat. Man, I, man, you haven't gained the ounce. Oh, no, 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 no. I, now listen, Pat, I don't eat as bad as I used to, but I work, I still, I still get it in. You remember what the other you day today, I told man? you, I was, you got to work out in the day, man. No question. I got to back. <laughs> hey, the, the object for me, my goal was when I retire, I don't want to look like I never played. Right, right, right. I'm with you. Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't Amen. really win. You got, you got many more years, but when you get to that retired life, you see what I'm talking about. You just sit and chill and you have every reason to stack on Cause I love stacking. I'm on that golf course, man. Every oh, no day. question. You go stay on that golf course. Yeah, you go stay Lord. on that golf course. You already know. Now we're going to transition to Cardinals check in. If you Uh-oh. guys been living under a rock, Pat P plays for the Arizona Cardinals and they're currently undefeated. Uh, the, the, the last time the, the, the Cardinals were two and no, I think it was 2015. It's yeah. been a long time since the Cardinals are two and no, uh, mm-hmm. week two recap. You guys played against the Washington football club. Big time win at home, home opener 30 to 15 against the Washington football club. Uh, let me read you a quote from DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, after the game, he said, there was never a doubt in our mind that we would start like this. The team in the locker room, we have a lot of veterans, a lot of good, good young players to be two and no is what we expected. Elaborate right. a little more about that statement from D Hop. I mean, you know that he he told her how 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 it is. You know, um, just the confidence that we have right now, um, the leadership, the, the the group of men that we have in this locker room that 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 mesh together. It, it's like no other. It, it reminds me of that team that we had in 2015. You know, with 2013, with with BA having been his first year in 2014, going to the playoff, losing yep. our quarterback mid-season when we was like eight and one at that time then coming back having Carson the full season um and just how confident we were we were in the system how confident we were in each other and and how we fed off each other you know and that's the beauty of uh of of, of winning football you know you've been on I'm sorry you've been on two championship teams um, um, you know how, 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 how important it is for everybody to be on the same page, everybody to, to buy into the system. So, um, I think that's what we're doing, you know, having our full coaching staff back, having the core of the team back, um, that paid dividends for us to, 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 to start off the way we started off as well, because the last five games of last season, you know, guys, you know, we really learned how to win ball games, you know, early on in the season, we we're just playing football. You know, we're just trying to figure out our way. And once those five games, you know, once we started winning those five games, uh, winning more situational football, we started to gain more confidence. And, and, and once that confidence level got to a certain level, it was like, you know, now it's on us to execute the game plan. You know, talking about confidence, I think one of the more confident players in your ball club is the quarterback, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Uh, he has improved, you know, a lot from year right. one to year two. And it wasn't like he was a dud last year. But mm-hmm. what he's doing right now, man, it has to be fun to watch, man. You know, how do you feel about your quarterback and what he can do in this offense throughout the entire season? I'm telling you, though, that 
every every time one is on the field, I, I can't watch it on the jumbo on the jumbo screen. You gotta I got to watch it standing I, up. I, I got to watch it standing up. I got to be front row. I mean, because you don't know what to expect. You know, you you're gonna expect something great, but you don't know how great it's gonna be. <laughs> you know, like I believe to me, the best run that didn't count for a touchdown was the first one mm-hmm. when he literally just hezzled my man and midfield and you know, damn near walked into the end zone, you know, <laughs> so his, his confidence level has always been like that since he, since he, uh, gotten here, um, um, since, since we picked him up, you know, so to see him to, uh, to continue to grow into the player that he's becoming right now is he's he, like we talked about earlier, you know, he's one of those guys that, that have that it factor. And, and it's a pleasure to, to be, uh, to, to, to call him my quarterback and, and watch him grow as well because, I truly, truly believe, you know, if he continues to, 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 to keep that mentality and that mindset that he have, he definitely, definitely at some point will bring a Super Bowl here. You know, if he's still playing well with the Cardinals, like that's how confident I am. I am in him and that's how confident he is in himself as well. I mean, in two weeks of play, uh, you know, a discussion that football fans love to have along with experts and, and analysts, the MVP. And they're right. throwing his name in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a legit? He has a legit shot at the MVP. Uh, I, I, I believe so. I mean, obviously, we know it's still early, you know. He, but he's putting up some numbers, you know. Um, what three to- total touchdowns? Uh, Sunday, I believe, had three total touchdowns last Sunday. You know, um, completion rating is looking real, real nice. Um, you know, so he's, he's just playing very, very, uh, good complimentary football, getting everybody involved into the offense. And, um, um, he just looked very comfortable. So, um, I think I rightfully so. I think he's definitely in the, uh, in the conversation where he needs to be. Well, this upcoming week, uh, you got the Detroit Lions, a team that's, you know, searching for their first win. Uh, you guys are undefeated, you know, Detroit, Matthew Stafford, an experienced quarterback. We yep. know he's a gunslinger. He can throw mm-hmm. that, he can throw that thing around. Uh, potentially he may have their best wide receiver back in Kenny Galladay, who's been absent, uh, absent because of a hamstring injury. If he is in the lineup, one would think that would be the guy you will follow because you are a traveling cornerback. Uh, right. talk about that matchup because I know back in the day, anytime you played against the Lions, you were always uh, 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 following Megatron. <laughs> yeah. You know, Calvin Johnson, but yep. you know, this is something you're familiar with, but talk about the matchup between you and Kenny da- Galladay if he is healthy. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm assuming it should be, um, a great matchup like, you know, I, um, I prepare for each and every Sunday. You know, um, I had an opportunity to go up against Kenny, uh, in 2016, maybe 17. Yeah. Um, uh, when they came out here to the desert, um, you know, Real big, strong, physical kid. Um, you know, have all the the phys- physical attributes to 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 be uh, recognized as a great one. You know, um, you know, very very strong. You know, run very very powerful. And I I, I never had an opportunity to um you know go against you know T.O. But you hear about the strength, the mm-hmm. strength that he that he had as a receiver, and um. And in 17, he was a rookie also. He was a rookie in 2017. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and him and Michael Thomas are definitely some of the, 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 the two strongest receivers I've ever, like, you know, physically had to go up against. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the matchup, um, against, against Kenny. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Matthew is going to try to get him in, in, into the game. And, you know, Marvin is having a, a great start to his, 
uh, to the season so far. Um, obviously the record is not where, where, where they want it to be, but their offense is moving the ball. You know, they're, they're, they're getting the ball in the end zone, you know, just a couple of things that they have to figure out and uh, a couple of kinks they have to figure out, but hopefully they can figure those out after this Sunday. <laughs> no question. Cause you want to be undefeated. And, and one thing about being a part of a good organization, you know, you, you're an experienced guy when you are part of a winning organization that provides financial rewards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Your contract is almost up um, mm-hmm. throughout the course of the off season. Uh, most recently, a few weeks ago, we saw the Arizona Cardinals give out some big time deals. D hop, Buda Baker. I love Buda yeah. Baker. You know how I feel about Buda Baker, but oh, he's yeah. a baller. He's you know st- what I mean? Then yeah. you look at your, per, your, uh, position specifically mm-hmm. the cornerbacks we saw some big time deals Jalen Ramsey oh, yeah. five years 105 yeah Trey White four four for 70 Darius yeah. Slade three for 50 Byron five for 80 James Bradbury three for 43 when yeah. you see these numbers and you see these deals how does that make Pat P feel man you know it's um it's a blessing first and foremost to uh, uh you know to have those guys you know you know, trying to implement or go behind my contract, you know, cause that's what those guys basically, you know, was doing at the time, you know, obviously the, the, the cap number and all that stuff changes. Um, and, and, you know, they, those guys hit, hit, hit them, hit the, uh, hit it at the right time. You know, it's all about timing, you mm-hmm. know, it's all about timing. And, and, and I think it's the perfect time, um, uh, for me, obviously having Jalen Tredavious and all those guys do it. They, uh, got what they got, but now the ball is in my court because all I have to do is, is ball out. All I have to do is uh, do what I need to do to where I can be in the position to, you know, damn near write my own check. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I'm very, very happy that those guys fin- finally uh, changed the market. Um, it's a blessing to, to see Jalen be the first guy because that's one of the guys I worked out with, you know, um, um, throughout his career as well. Um, to see him be the first corner to hit that triple, that triple digit, man, I was like, yo, I said, it's about time. I text him, I said, it's about time, yo. And he well, de- he, he deserved it. You know, and he, he, you know, the, the, the younger generation of corners are, are de- is definitely in great hands, you know, with him, Tredavious, um, you got some, uh, you know, um, Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the list goes on, you know, uh, Byron Murphy, who, who I think is a, an outstanding um player who's uh who I get to get to see every single day. Um and you know, obviously we got some of the the old guys are like myself and you know Sherman and Casey. You know, that list goes on as well. That that's continue um to do that do our thing as well. Yeah. No question. You know I'm rooting for you, but uh it's great to see those guys reset the market. Right. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's good, not just for the position, but I think for football, because mm-hmm. if you're going to pay wide receivers 20 plus million dollars to catch right. a, a pass, <laughs> it's only right that you pay the guys that are supposed to cover the wide receivers right. 20 plus million dollars as well. It only makes exactly. sense. No doubt about it. You know what I mean? It only no makes sense. So I, I think it's good. And you just keep doing what you're doing, continue to be the leader that you've been out there in the desert and everything yep. else going to work itself out. Right about now, it. Uh, in two weeks of play, we've seen a rash of injuries, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of big name players are getting injured. You know, role yep. players are getting injured. Um, why do you think that's happening? Especially at the rate that we're seeing it happen. We're seeing it happen in only two weeks of play. Man, you know, it's, it's always tough to to pinpoint, you know, why injuries happen. You know, that's that's kind of like that's kind of something. It's like mother nature is unpredictable. You know, you you know what I mean. So it, it's kind of it's kind of tough to 
to state why injuries happen or, or how it happened or how can we prevent it. You know, the best thing that you can do is just, you know, put your body in the best physical shape possible mm-hmm. to where that it can perform at the best, the best, uh, when it's, when it's called upon and, you know, let the rest take care of, take, let the rest take care of itself. You know, that's something that's kind of like out of your hands. You know, yeah. you, 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 we play a very, very violent sport. We play a sport that, uh, uh, that requires a, a lot of, uh, high powering cuts, um, uh, high, you know, focus. Uh, obviously, you know, it, it's a lot that goes into it. And, um, you know, that's just one of the things that comes with the game, you know, with any sport, you know, so. You just have to, that's just, you know, you know, when you play, the, when you play sports, you just have to be, that just have to be one of those pills you have to be willing to swallow. You know, one thing about this show, we don't just talk about, you know, what we do, which is football. We talk about everything. And if you guys don't know, we're basketball fans as well. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and it was only right for the first episode I want, <laughs> I rocked my Kobe that being the Mamba. Man, I'm pissed. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, with my Mamba, uh, 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 Jersey, but I did drive Mamba my car you, today. What the Mamba is? What kind of car that is? What, what, what's that? Uh, what that boy Drake say? I'm outside in my AMG. Okay. Right okay. <laughs> okay. That boy got the AMG. Hey, I got one yeah. in the garage too, my guy. Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. <laughs> hey, yep. my guy, man, we always do things alike. We like cars. We like the same basketball team. We love the same player, which is Kobe. And uh, real quick, mm-hmm. man, you know, we're currently in the playoffs, Western Conference Finals. The Lakers are up yep. to, oh, it, I, I know everybody saw what happened uh, most recently in game two with uh ad coming AG. through in the clutch and i saw you tweeted out that but i want to read something to you that charles barkley said oh, uh halftime with the tnt special <laughs> charles barkley said that anthony davis he don't have that killer instinct uh-huh. now i don't know which anthony davis he was watching <laughs> especially in the playoffs but what's your thought process about what sir charles said about i'm gonna tell you man uncle charles always getting somebody riled up he ain't do nothing but bark up that tree and Anthony Davis, you know, he just did, he did what he, what he, what he always do. I think Anthony always had that killer instinct. I think he always had that dog in him. And, um, and it's, and it's, it's starting to show now because we get to see it more. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, mm-hmm. Lakers on down TV now. Then he in the playoff, he in the primetime moments. You know, he's been doing that since college. You know, we came out around the same, um, uh, the, around the same year. And I, so I had an opportunity to, you know, watch him. Him and John Wall, uh, Bledsoe, them boys come out to the, uh, to the, uh, to the peace center. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he, he's been doing that. So to, 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 to see him continue to relish those moments, you know, is, you know, it's awesome. You know, um, uh, but AD, he always had that kill instinct, man. He just, he just needed more eyes on him to, 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 to see him do him. Yeah. And you said earlier in the show, you know, you're a big golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you're one of the top golfers in the National Football League of current guys that are so. still playing. You, you yeah. believe your game is like that. Yeah. I believe uh, so. and you, and you ready to challenge anybody who feels, uh, differently. Um, they gotta be playing though, man. I can't be playing these retired golfers. Cause they got man. a lot, they got a lot of time yeah. to, you know, man, perfect you the, the crap. every day. You know, golfing is all, it's a timing sport, but it's also a feel of, it's a feeling game, you know, so you to, to, to have your short game to where, you want it to be, you, you have to practice it all the time. It's almost like impress. You know, you have to 
you want to be, you know, you know, find a way to stay square at, at all times at the line of scrimmage, you have to practice that all the time to where it's like, you know, second nature to you. Yeah. So, hey, you don't have to tell me because I'm not getting out there to try. I told you, <laughs> I had a bad experience when I was out there trying to swing tee off and didn't go as well right. as, as planned. But, uh, you know, you're a big time golfer. Um, and Tiger, you know, he just missed the cut in the U.S. Open. I know you love mm-hmm. Tiger's game. Do you believe he had, yeah. op- he will have opportunity in the Masters in November to oh, do yeah. what he did last year, which, which was, which is win it all? I think so. Um, I think Wingfoot itself is a tough course, man. It's long, tree line, narrow, you know, these like hour glass shaped greens, you know, very re- weird, uh, terrain on the green. So Wingfoot is tough, man. And then that rough, you know, so it, it didn't only beat him up, it beat everybody up, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, but I think, you know, Augusta, uh, I think it fits Tiger Eye, you know, he evidently, you know, it, 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 it means something to him because he won there five times, you know, yeah. I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, him and Jack or him and Jack are the only players with five jacket or jackets or he, Past Jack last year when he got his fifth Jack. I can't remember how that went, but, um, with him missing that cut, you know, um, honestly, I wasn't surprised because he came into, you know, into that tournament, you know, kind of hitting the ball all over the place. And this was a golf course. You can't hit it all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be in the short grass and position A to be able to score. And, um, he wasn't able to do that. And, you know, obviously he was, he was cut, but. I think he's definitely in um um in prime position to compete for the Masters uh here in November for sure. I know question, but you know. Shout out to my boy Bryson, my Bahamas uh Albany next door neighbor, Bryson DeChambeau, who won it. Um the only man under par. I think my man won it what Bryson was six under. Uh-huh. I believe. I think also with that being said, I believe that's the lowest um round uh uh for the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Yeah. So that was big because Wingfoot, that's a tough course, and they wanted the course to beat those guys up as much as possible. You know what? Since you're in Bryson, uh, Albany neighbors, yeah. I think it's only right we get Bryson on the show at some point in time. Oh, yeah. We, that's easy, man. That's easy. I can I congratulated him um, yesterday, so that's, that's easy. Oh, no question, no question. Right now, you know, you're tuning in, checking out first episode of All Things Covered. Brian McFadden, Pat Peterson, uh, All Pro Corner, man. We're getting close to the halftime part of the show. And something that we will incorporate throughout our show is something called Memory Lane. Now, mm-hmm. upon letting people know we were going to release this show, a lot of LSU fans were tapping in about, you know, wanting to get some nice memories from you. And I'm going to throw something out there to you. Let me Let me know how how precise you are when it comes to remembering this play or this, okay. these sequences of plays. So Talk this upcoming me. weekend, the SEC kicks off, right? So yep. LSU, they're playing against Mississippi State Saturday, September 26th, right? So literally 10 years ago, the same exact date, the 25th, mm. 2010, September 25th, LSU played West Virginia, mm-hmm. right? LSU played West Virginia. Pat Peterson, number seven, is a part of that LSU's roster, LSU roster. First quarter, do you remember what happened in the first quarter? Yes, I do. Um, they was driving um, down the field. We came up, I, I believe, I think, think Ty actually made this stop 
on uh Bailey on a drag route, if I'm not mistaken. They was going back to their stop uh sideline type work with the play. Now it's fourth down and um we had just put this uh this new field goal block um call in. It was and it was just it was called Tiger Jump. Mm-hmm. Um and I was the the guy that they chose to to be the jumper and I got a good a good jump on the uh on the snap. And I just jumped high as I can. I barely, I barely got it, but I got it. And I, uh, I got credited for the block, the block field goal. Okay. So that was in the first quarter. In the sub- mm-hmm. second quarter, something huge happened for LSU. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that play? Oh yeah. That's what we talked about earlier. That pose. Yeah. That pose was big because, um, uh, the big, the funny story about that pose, we was, uh, leading up into that game for so the first game, like, like I talked about earlier, how I broke the SEC record in the punt return, uh, yardage against, uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Shepard, you know, big Shep, that's what we called him. He, you know, always crazy. He wanted everybody. He was, he wasn't an instigator, but he always egged people on to do something. So he's yeah. like, hey, hey, yo, yeah, I'm telling you, man, you get another punt return and you got to hit the pose. I say, man, I don't know, man. I say, man, you know how less is, man. He's like, man, we about to beat the mess out of uh, West Virginia, man. When you get a punt return, hit the pose. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't think I'm gonna do it. I don't think I'm gonna do it. And sure enough, I got, <laughs> I got the punt return, and it just happened. Literally, it just happened. Yeah. It, it, it was the idea that I was, he, you know, the thought was put into my head. I never really thought about celebrating, mm-hmm. and when I just broke, you know, through the through the middle of the. Pump return. I got in the end zone. I was in front of the student, the student section, in front of the band, and I just, I just hit the pose. And now, and like at that five time, flags came after that. I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that was a big time. That was a big talk in college football outside of how bad y'all beat West Virginia. Now, for college fans, they know there's only been one defensive player to ever win the Heisman, Charles mm-hmm. Woodson. You know, yep. a guy that we both grew up watching. But at that time, did you actually believe you had a chance to win the Heisman? You know, early on in the year, I, I really, I really did. I thought I had a, a, a good opportunity of, of winning it. But when it got towards the the tail end of the season, teams stopped kicking it to me, so I wasn't getting opportunities to 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 make plays. I was still making plays on defense when teams did throw my way. I think, I think in two thousand in that year, I think I only gave up. I think it was something crazy like twenty four catches. I think if that. Yeah. And in that season, so I was barely getting targeted and the only way I was getting action was on kick return and punt return. A crazy story, a crazy, a fun fact is in 2010, with me not playing an offensive snap, I led the team in all purpose yards. On returning kicks. Yep. And, 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 and interception too, because I had, yeah. I had one big one for 95 and I had another one for like 70 something. Wow. Yeah. That's the best thing. I had like set, right had eight, 1800 yards. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so that should clearly be a record that still stands today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, LSU, LSU. yes. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So we're getting close to two minutes. Man, they had to make a trophy for me, Matt. They had to what? The, they had to make a trophy for me. What was it the was name called of the, the impact player, the oh, impact okay. player trophy. Was that in 2010 they made that trophy? Yeah. I was the first player to have that trophy. Impact. Hey, man. Impact play. I'm going I'm, to I'm bring that on the show next week. Oh, yeah. Make sure you bring that. You might need to bring that throw up, too. Yeah, I could bring the throw oh, you, Hey, you know, it's only three DBs that got that, uh, that throw up and that bit Eric. Yeah, no question. Hey. Who the other two? It's you and who else? Me and uh, Minka. And there's one more. 
Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. There you go. There yeah. you go. The big time mm-hmm. player. Hey, man, we yes, all know he was out there putting in big time work in Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> and Baton Rouge. Hey, man, listeners and viewers, man, we getting closer to the halftime mark and all things covered. Two minute warning. And this is a, this is a, a, a situational type vibe in the show where we call it 21 questions, 21 questions. Number 21, that's Pat Jersey. Uh, uh, and, and, and these are random questions from big time fans that are fans of the show. And with this being our first episode, we decided to go to Facebook to get this question from a fan. But moving forward, if you want to ask us a question, uh, myself, Pat, or both of us, please do leave a question attached to a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll be looking out for them and answering them uh, to the best of our ability. So this first question comes from Chase Savage. He directed to Pat Peterson. From a list of any wide receiver that's ever played the game, past or present, who would you most like the opportunity to match up against and why? Mm, I want to go against, there's three of them. I I couldn't pick one. Okay. But uh, Jerry for sure. I would have loved to have an opportunity to go up against Jerry the GOAT. Um, Terrell Owens, uh, never had an opportunity to go against T.O. And I, I had an opportunity to, to guard Randy Moss when he was with um, San Francisco, but that was that was like, you know, he really wasn't in the mix, like talking about. I think mm-hmm. the year after that, I think that's when he went. No, I think that's probably after he, he just came from the Patriots, I believe. Um, no, he, but when he yeah. left the Patriots, I think Randy went to Tennessee. And then from Tennessee, then I think he went to San Fran. That was towards the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know he did. Yeah. So that I know that was his last team that he played for, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. um, but the young Randy Moss, that uh Minnesota Randy. That, that Randy that had three for one sixty something, some crazy astronomical numbers that he had that, Man, that, <laughs> that, that, that night. Hey, yo, that Minnesota Randy boy was hell out there. I know. I yeah. know. I know. I I definitely would have had a, a great um would would want to have the opportunity to to go up against those three for sure. So how would you rank those wide receivers? Rank them? Yeah. I mean, they they the top three in 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 the league. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to I put Jerry one because Jerry first in every category. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's tough to put like somebody at two because the body of work is so different, but they have the same productivity. You know what I mean? So because mm-hmm. like. Randy Moss, he was like down the field guy, but they got the same numbers with T.O. He was more of a – he could take the top off the defense, but he was more of a, you know, across the middle, breaking tackles type of receiver, but they both still got the job done. So it's almost like what do you like? You know, yeah. you know, you know what do you prefer? You know, so it's tough to, 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 to kind of rank them in the order, but those three for sure – are the top receivers to ever play the game. And, and Larry is right there with those guys. Oh, no question. I agree with you, man. Shout out to Chase Savage. A uh, great question. Like I said, every week uh, we will answer a question, um, but you got to make sure you leave a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts, and we will definitely pick the best question and we'll answer them. Uh, right now we're going to take a quick break, quick break. But on the other side, we'll be joined by a former teammate of Pat's, a guy with one of the best nicknames in sports, Tyron Matthew, also known as the Honey Badger, he'll be right here with us on All Things Covered. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back from our break, and like I promised you guys earlier in the show, we have a special guest joining us here on All Things Covered. I mean, 2020 hasn't been ideal for a lot of people, right? We've been going through a lot. But I can tell you, this individual, his 2020 is going going pretty well. Uh, he won a championship back in February. Uh, he got a nice, big-time, handsome ransom. His pockets is full. Uh, he's, he's currently balling, playing big-time football. Uh, his team is undefeated, one of the best teams in the National Football League, clearly in the AFC. And he's also making history in another way. He is the first official guest here on our podcast, <laughs> All Things Covered. I would like to introduce to you guys, you love him. He's an outstanding player, outstanding individual. Tyron Matthew joining us here on All Things Covered. Man, Tyron, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. My guys, it's an honor. Man. I appreciate y'all having me. I mean, you've done a lot in your professional career, and you, you're still continuing to write and add to your career. But let's go back to the relationship between you and Pat. You know, when was the first time you guys met? Yo, know, I think that um, if I remember, the first time we met was on a uh, recruiting trip. Uh, I've yeah. Been, um, the LSU and you know obviously I'm I'm a big football fan you know so I've I've always admired Pat you know from afar and you know him coming to LSU is like that's a big deal you know because you know at the time LSU wasn't getting top five you know national recruits so for him to come there you know uh, he definitely put the school on the map you know especially from a defensive back perspective and so yeah I think that was like the first time you know, I officially met him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he might, I'm, I'm sure he do remember this, but the first time we did meet, we was out, like you said, on our recruiting trip. And I tell people this story all the time because it still cracked me up to this day. Um, we, we, like I said, we was out, we was just chilling. And uh, he was like, yo, if anybody know Ty, we know how he talk, he talk with his hands. Like, yo, yo, say five, like I'm, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be better than you, yo. I was like, Damn, are you still in high school? <laughs> oh, he, hey, Pat, he told you that while he was on his recruiting yes, trip, while you were already established? You exactly. was already established at LSU, Yeah, I right? say, man, you still in high school. But I say, you know what? I like that. I like that. And I want you to be better than me. And when he came there to LSU, man, it was it was like a, a match made in heaven. It was like a very, very unique friendship that jumped off from the gate. You know, um, you know, his playmaking ability speaks for himself, but, um, you know, the human that he is, the the personality that he has, you know, the the caring heart that he has, it definitely uh, se- separates him from um, a lot of men. So, um, you know, you know, he's a special guy. So, I'm definitely happy that we had had an opportunity to meet at that time, and and, and our relationship continued to grow. Yeah. So, Pat, when was the first time when Tyron signed to be a Tiger? What was mm-hmm. when was the first time you saw him on the grass and he was like, oh yeah. Young and got it. He I'm got telling something. you, it was the listen, Mac. It was the first seven on yo. 
we going out there. It's it's all player organized because you know, like in the summer, we can't be with the coaches. It's Mm -hmm. just it's just all the players. So like the older guys, we're all you know, older guys in the secondary linebacker. We put our group together and be like, yo, we gonna meet up at you know three o'clock. Everybody, boom, we do out there. Everybody done their workout, study hall. And, um, we gonna meet up and we trying to get better. So, um, it was one of those seven on sevens and, and the, and the freshmen just got there. They was done with their day and, um, they was just strolling in him, E. Reed, like all the young boys is coming over from, um, Lot Cook. Um, that's our, uh, breakfast club spot. And, um, literally the first, the first, the first seven on, he had like four turnovers. Like I never forget. Like he had like two picks. Came and stripped somebody who caught a who caught like a, a a slant on him. Like it was it was just phenomenal to watch. And I was like, yeah, and like th- this kid got it. And and you and it's very rare that you see it just like it is in the league. You very it's rare very rare that you see young players come in come into a a, a, a institution or a, a situation with that it factor. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And that's what like I said, that's what separated them. Well, Tyron, I know I was a fan of yours when you was playing college football. I was in the league at the time, but I thought the passion and the energy you displayed week in and week out was something you didn't see from a lot of young secondary players. So you first you first wore number 14, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yo, no, my, my first number was actually 12. You had 12? Mm-hmm. I had 12 at first. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the 14. Okay, yep. okay. So you had I, – I remember seeing you. Balling with number fourteen, yeah. but eventually you made that switch to number seven. Yeah. Now, for a lot of football <laughs> fans, they might not know what number seven means for LSU. But tell us a little bit about the significance in that number. Yeah, I mean, you know, it holds great, great weight. You know what I mean? And just like I said earlier, man, uh, you know, I think Pat coming to LSU, you know, being such a a high you know, recruit and, you know, can literally go anywhere in the country, but yet, you know, he come to LSU and, you know, he kind of helped be, you know, one of the forefathers, you know, DBU, you know, and uh, he's the reason a lot of guys, you know, come there to play DB, you know, especially cornerbacks, you know, so I think, um, you know, when he left, you know, obviously, (laughs) you know, I was next in line and (laughs) my mind is, you know, what an an opportunity, you know, to wear a number – or to represent somebody, you know, that has really, you know, done a lot for me, you know, on and off the field. And, you know, I think him, just me being able to be around him, you know, I wasn't this, you know, elite specimen, <laughs> you know, I wasn't this this national recruit. But I think being around Pat and I think having that friendship, you know, I, I kind of felt like I was, you know, a part of that elite group. And, you know, I think it's important, you know, that, you know, he brought that out of me that I saw that in myself through him. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, forever, forever grateful for that. And, you know, yeah, he, he done so much for me, man. But yeah, I think just wearing number seven, just, you know, trying to represent him and, you know, keep his name alive as well. Talking about the elite group, when you talk about the secondary players that have, that have played at LSU, uh, prior to this episode, many people reached out to me talking about claiming DBU. Right. And me and Pat, we've had this discussion many a nights about DBU, me going to Florida State, Pat going to LSU. And of course, you went to LSU as well. You know, is it when you talk about DBU, Tyron, I want you to be unbiased. I know how Pat feel about this. Right. When you talk about (laughs) DBU, does it start and stop with LSU? And if so, why? You know, I, I think I think, you know, to 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 be 100 percent honest, I think it like comes in waves. 
you know. Right. So you know, one one program may may hold that title for you know six eight years, and then it's another program, you know, and then it's going to be another one that come after that. And so, but I think you know LSU. We I think we in our mind, you know, we're able to come to the next level and, and really perform, you know, at that same level we we did you know, in, in college. And so um, obviously we got a lot of LSU guys that's currently in the league playing at a high level. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's probably why, you know, I give us the nod, you know, uh, as far as DBU. <laughs> and that's exactly what I said, Matt. I said it comes in waves. I said when y'all had Prime, you know, T-Buck, you know, the, the list goes on yourself. The list goes on, like uh, uh, Jalen, Kamardi, yeah. X, Kamardi, you know, the list goes on. It just, it just goes in waves. And just like I told you, it says since 2010 until at least now, you can say we're DBU. Yeah, I think, I think we probably got the best. Like if you could put LSU secondary up against any current, you know, active group, I think we'll, we'll probably have the best, you know, the most complete secondary for sure. Who would be Hands in that down. top four then? If you talk about the best. LSU mates that are currently in the NFL for I, I, I give you a five man secondary with a, with a fifth guy being a nickel. So two safeties, two oh, corners man, and a nickel. Easy. Give me right. that. Uh, Pat, Pat P, uh, he, he, he going to travel with whoever number one. Yep. And then I got to Davis white. Yep. He going to roll, um, obviously Jamal Adams. Yep. Um, uh, who else? Who else? You need a I, nickel. You need another safety. I, I, as far as safety, I'll go with a young boy. Uh, who that? They just tore his Achilles, but Grant Delpit. Yeah, Delpit. Mm-hmm. Okay. That with us, I think. I think he got the attitude. He could roll with right. us. And then obviously, I, I play the nickel. I'll do all the running around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not. Hey, listen here, man. I'm not gonna lie. That's a nice. That's a nice five. Even with you, even with you throwing a young young bull in there, Grant Delpit, because he was a big time playmaker he last year in the secondary. Seven, right. Hey, and then we're gonna have my boy uh, Dante on practice squad, man. <laughs> Man, listen, so you mean to tell me Dante got to make the practice squad? He can't even make the starting five? You said top five, man. I did. I did. I did. I did. You know what? With y'all answering that question the way you did, with the depth that you have, the quality and the quantity, I must tip my hat to LSU. Right now, I would say I don't think there's another university that can put five outstanding players in the second day right now and be content and happy and if you got Dante Jackson coming in as the practice squad guy and we're missing a few other guys too now right that's what I'm saying and not only that the young fella man the young fella can go in there and do what they do what he's supposed to do he can win the Thorpe back to back yeah oh who are you talking about uh Stingley Stingley yeah he's just a sophomore how good is Stingley, man? I, I've been, man, I've been Stingley, praising, praising Stingley, Stingley, Stingley all year, real, man. Stingley the real deal, yeah. man. I had the opportunity to work out with Stingley last year. Uh, was it last year? No, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, I had an opportunity to work out with him last, uh, the year out that, yeah, while I was suspended. So I was, I went to, uh, Baton Rouge a little bit and worked out with the young boys and he got it, man. Like he, yeah. he's another one of those guys that came in with it. He's special. You know what I mean, and you can tell, you know, as a freshman, you don't see many freshmen stepping into on, stepping on campus, uh, becoming a man. Look, not out of nowhere. We kind of knew that was going to happen, but the way he handled it, the way he, uh, you know, carried himself throughout the process and, and, and continued to to show up on those big stages, it was just like he's made for those moments. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't 
to me, you can't, you can't deny that, you know, so that's greatness right there. So, you know, I mean, you, and you, you know, it, Matt, you know, it, um, uh, Ty, you know, you, you know, greatness when you see it and that yeah. young kid got it, man. No question. No question. So let's transition to Tyron when you get drafted. Uh, and you know what? I don't know if you remember Tyron, but I remember coming out in the draft. You worked out with Pat and yeah. we all was down in South Florida a little bit, you know, grinding in that summer heat in, in uh, South Florida when you was mm-hmm. getting ready for the draft. And, uh, Pat used to talk to me all the time about you. And I know the process of you getting drafted clearly, you know, was, was a little bit nerve wracking. Right. But Pat was a guy that was definitely vocal about the Cardinals yeah. taking the chance and drafting you. Right. How did that make you feel knowing that you got a guy, man, that you grew up looking up to, be, became a teammate of, a great friend also, and then with him having your back, being able to be that extra voice that you needed to get to Arizona and then also proving them correctly and balling out? What did that mean to you? I mean, yeah, it mean, it mean everything, man. You know, when, when somebody could – you know, speak highly of you, you know, and others are, you know, doubting you, you know what I mean? And to, to really be this, this voice of encouragement and, and support, you know, and not a lot of people truly have that, you know, I think it's easy to support people when it's, when everything's going well, you know, but I think if you support somebody through adversity, that says a lot about, you know, you, yourself, you know, so uh, like I said, man, just, just so thankful for, him, you know, in so many ways, man, um, you know, he's really been one of those guys that's, you know, really come into my life that has really, like, sparked my mind, you know, in a lot of different instances, you know, and got me thinking, you know, further along. And so, um, but, yeah, I think getting drafted to AZ, man, that was that was, that was was what I needed, you know, um, coming into the league, you know, being around him. Um, because when, I, when we was at LSU, it was, you know, every day I was learning something, you know, and I think when he went to the league, it was – you know, I wasn't ready to lead those boys, you know, especially off the field, you know, and I think, so I think in background pack, you know, I was able to get back under that learning umbrella, you know what I mean? And until I was able to, to be a leader, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and speaking and now, on when he became a leader, uh, it was, it, it, it was remarkable, remarkable to watch him grow. And I remember him getting his first C, I believe it was 2015, the year, we went to the uh, NFC Championship, and um, obviously you tore your ACL against the uh, the Eagles. But just when he got his C, just his whole demeanor changed. It was like it wasn't like he arrived because he already know who he is. He already yeah. know like you know what he can do. But once he got that C on his chest, it was like all right, like I'm 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 like one of the top five players. So therefore, like you know what I say or how I play, how I move, it means something. And like he said, he was able to, you know, watch that, not only for me, but from Larry, you know, the the Corey Peters, you know, the Carson Palmers, the list goes on. And and, and when he got that C, it it was just, I was just so happy for him. And and when he left, when he left the Cardinals and he went over to Houston and, and went over to did the same thing, it was like, he got it. And it was just, and I tell him all the time, it's a beautiful thing to watch him the way he's blossomed into the world. Because I remember meeting him when he was, you know, 16, 17 years old, you know, this not snotty nose kid, but you know, just kid that, you know, you know, just, just needed guidance. And, you know, like he said, I just wanted to, you know, just pull out a helping hand 
to 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 a brother, you know, because I really feel that you know we had a um, a, a special connection when when we first met. But um, no, nah, man, it was, it was, it's just it, it's just definitely a pleasure to see um, the, the, the way he's where he's going and, and and the leadership role that he's definitely taking on, not only with the Cardinals but you know with his uh, uh with the with the Chiefs and and, and being an outstanding father. To his uh, three beautiful kids, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just great, man. It's just great to see Ty growing to this man that he is today. Yeah, uh, no question, no question. And with that being said, you know, you talked about you know Tyron leaving the Cardinals, going to Houston, and then most recently, you know, signing with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. First season with was, was with the Chiefs uh, mm-hmm. last year. Like I said, he got an outstanding background. Yeah, man. The background, man. <laughs> Reverend Rep- Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, uh, fully, fully. So, Tyron, let's talk about the Chiefs this year. Uh, you know, it's good that we got both of you guys on because both of y'all are undefeated. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> both of you, both of you boys are part of winning organizations right now, currently. Uh, but let's talk about the Chiefs. Uh, this past Sunday, another come from behind win, uh, against the Chargers. Um, when you play the type of ball you play as an individual, and that has, you know, translate throughout the entire defense on all three levels. But then when you got money Pat Mahomes at your quarterback, <laughs> do you have any doubt? Is there any doubt that, you know what, we get down by 10, 15 points in the second half, we might not win this ball game? <laughs> I think, I think, I think being a, having Pat as a quarterback kind of lessens the doubt. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, uh, he's a special player, man. Uh, special talent. Uh, he's a hell of a leader too. You know, one of the first guys in the building. You know, really goes about his work the right way. Um, and then he find, finds a way to not, not get distracted. You know, so many people pulling on him, so many people praising him. You know, I think for him to be that young, you know, I remember when I was young, you know, I feel old, but I'm still young. Kind of, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could have handled all that, man. So, uh, you know, praise to him, man. He, he's handling it all well, you know, and, uh, but yeah, it, it definitely pays to have him. You know, as a quarterback, <laughs> man, that throw, that throw he made to Tyreek on the run, yo. Oh man, I mean, man, that's him, man. I saw that ninety times, and man, hey, yo, hey, Tyron, I was going to ask you with you, you know, practicing against uh, Pat Mahomes. Tell us something that about him that we might not know. I mean, we we see the unbelievable throws, you know, on on, on game days and just making people miss and just you know the 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 cannon for an arm he has, but for for us. You know, I'll never get a chance to be around Pat Mahomes like that. And the same could be said for, I, I, well, for Pat. I don't think Pat would ever play for the Chiefs, but who knows, right? But, <laughs> but give us a little insight about Pat Mahomes, man, about what, what makes him so special, something that kind of blew you away from what you saw, uh, uh, Pat do. Yeah. I mean, you know, outside, like I said, outside from him, just, you know, obviously having an amazing arm talent, you know, uh, he's like a humble killer. You know, like when he when he comes into the arena or he comes to practice, you don't think he's there to, you know, put you in your place. You know, it's kind of like he's just like there. You know, and then once that ball's in his hand, he like he can, he turns into a completely different person. You know, so he he's highly competitive. You know, um, and um, he he knows where the ball's supposed to go. You know, not 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 every quarterback you know has that you know trait. You know, to be able to to go from one read to the fourth read, you know, and be on time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've saw him do so many special. I saw him throw a seventy yard, seventy probably was in the effort seventy yards, 
Jeez. you know, training camp. So on a <laughs> and sometimes he overthrow them boys and he that's crazy. Keep running, you know. So <laughs> hey, so uh, hey, that's crazy right there. So Ty, talk talk to me about you know how how difficult was it for you guys as a defense, you know, having the uncertainty about, you know, who was going to be the starting quarterback, you know, going into the Chargers game. Um, how difficult was it going up against, well, not going up against, um, you know, preparing for uh, Justin Herbert? Yeah, to be honest, man, I, I thought that, I thought the young kid came in there and, and played the way he was supposed to play. You know, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, he showed, he showed his team, you know, why they invested so much in him, you know, right. and, um, he got great size. You know, I think that's always an advantage for a quarterback. You're able to see the defense, see the linebackers to the safeties. Wow. You know, it just gives them a, a better view, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I think on the other hand, us defensively, man, we, 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 we tackled horrible yesterday. Mm-hmm. When, even if you watch the game, um, he threw a couple balls downfield, uh, but for right. the most part, you know, he was just taking what we gave him. Right. And then it was on us in coverage. You know, to come out of coverage and, and make mm-hmm. those tackles. And get the ball down, right? Yeah, and, and we we just couldn't, you know, uh, do that yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like we we made the plays, you know, when it mattered That's the most, right. you know. And um, obviously, you know, every game, you know, don't go your way. Right. It really, just comes down to you know making the plays that come to you. Um, right. So, but I thought we did enough to contain them. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I think anytime you give up three hundred yards passing. You know, uh, and you don't really impact the quarterback in a way mm-hmm. you know you would like. I think that's always a that's always something you can learn from, especially if you won the game. I yeah. got you, I got you. Well, would you obviously would you guys win in Super Bowl Fifty Four? Um, you know, most teams don't have the opportunity to go or uh, win back to back Super Bowls. Um, do you guys? Uh, did you guys like? Do you guys have any egos in the locker room? Do you guys have the same mindset? Like. What's the vibe right now? Obviously, you guys are two and zero. You flying high. Like, like, how, how's the team? I think I think we're in a good space. You know, I think we got a we got a young team, and, mm-hmm. and but you know, it's a lot of guys that just love football. You know, right. that's all they want to do is play ball. So I think that's a positive. Um, you know, just like any other team, you know, you add new faces each and mm-hmm. every year on offense and defense, and so I think. But I think the biggest thing for us is you know, can we maintain that hunger? Mm-hmm. Because we have the talent, we have the personnel, we have the guys, you know, in the impact positions, whether it be D line or safety or wide receiver, tight end. We we got impact players, but are mm-hmm. always still as hungry, you know, as we was. Um so uh I, I think but that comes down to leadership and you know, me right. showing up to work every day, setting the standard and, and Pat trying to do his best to set the standard for the offense and um but yeah, I think as long as we can maintain that hunger you know, uh, we'll be all right. Okay. Speaking of, uh, being hungry, y'all got a big meal this week. <laughs> this, I mean, some people yeah. saying this might be the game of the year already in week three, yeah. <laughs> Monday night football, MVP 2019, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Baltimore Ravens. I mean, looking at what Lamar has done, I don't know if you started your, your, your prep yet, but he's completing around 77% of his passes. He's averaging almost 300 yards a game, no interceptions. What is it like preparing for a guy like Lamar Jackson? Because y'all played them last year, yeah, and in Kansas City, but seeing how he has evolved into an outstanding do-it-all quarterback, what is like prepping for Lamar Jackson? And what can what could I guess can we expect to see from your defense? 
Yeah, I don't think you can really duplicate, you know, preparing for him in practice. You know, not many scout team quarterbacks could, you know, do what he do. Um, so I think it's really a mindset, you know, how, how are we going to approach this week? Um, I think the way we played against the Chargers, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy we won the game, but I'm glad we played that way because now we have some extra motivation going into a big, big primetime game against a, a high powered offense. Um, I think Lamar is, he's a special player, you know, and I think in, you cut on the film, you realize that this is a quarterback that's comfortable in his offense. <laughs> and so, whereas, you know, most of these quarterbacks in the league, that they're, they're not comfortable <laughs> in their own offense. And so they don't present as many challenges. So, um, you know, obviously you got a great running game, you know, and then you see him as well trying, trying his best to stretch the ball downfield, get everybody involved. And, you know, like you mentioned, completing a high percentage of his passes, you know, and we all know what he could do, you know, once he get in open space. So um, it's going to take all 11 of us, man, to uh, to really try our best to to contain him, to, to affect him on each and every play. Well, we're going to transition into the show, into what we call the in-the-zone moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like any normal prep for a ball game, you have your situational football moments, right? You know, red zone coming out, P&T and T. P and 10 and things like that. So this is the in the zone moment. So Tyron in the zone is basically a moment in your career where you were most in the zone, where, where the, where the, the, the basketball rim was the size of the ocean, right? And you, <laughs> now granted, you got a lot, it's, it's difficult because you got a lot to choose from. <laughs> right. But you know, people want to know what do you believe was the deep. most in the zone moment for you? Oh man. I, let me think for a second. I probably say it had to, you know, really going back to if I could pick a college game is yeah, definitely going back to um, LSU. Yeah, you know, we, we played Arkansas. I think they was mm-hmm. ranked number three um, one week. We was ranked number two, and yeah, I was just locked in that whole game, man. Uh, had like a ninety yard punt return. Yeah, punt return was crazy. Seven tackles, couple uh, forced fumbles. I was just taking the ball from people. You know? So <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like that. Was, that was one of my most intense in the zone moment. I was like zoned out for 60 minutes, which is like rare, rare to do. You know? Would you say that was the best game in your football career, high school, college, and professional, just everything that you were able to master together? Um, best game? Nah, actually, I'd probably say my best game I ever played was in high school, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we played against West Monroe. Um, and they're, they're like always ranked in the top 10 nationally, you know, as high schools. Um, and we played them in like the semifinals or the playoffs. We lost by two points, but, uh, I scored every point, um, caught like two picks on defense. I was just so fine, missed any tackles that day. Um, I just did everything right from a technique standpoint. Um, and, you know, put my team in position to win, but we, we, we couldn't at the end, but that was probably my most fundamentally sound game I've ever played back. It was back in high school. Pat, what's, what, what's the best game you ever played? Uh, my best game I ever played, probably I go back to my college days as well. Uh, my first game at, uh, punt return at, um, at LSU in the, um, in the Georgia Dome. We was playing against, uh, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was I at went, that game. Yeah. I went crazy, man. I had 200 and, 80 something odd yards, uh, mm-hmm. return yards. I broke the SEC record that night. Remember that? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, it was that, that, like, like Ty said, I was locked in because I, I kind of felt 
Less should have been put me in that punt return, so I felt like I had something to prove. Yeah. And uh <laughs> but that night, man, I was just in the zone. I man, I was running all over the place. I started cramping up. I could have had like five hundred yards, but I cramped up like eight. Pat, you used to, to cramp a lot of quarter. LSU too, man. You, you used hey, to man, cramp that humidity, a lot, man. man. That humidity, man. I used to be geeked up, man. In college, <laughs> man, that energy level all oh, bad. I'm talking about Mac. We used to have that that, that Boosie rolling. That Boosie. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm on that liquor. Oh lord, <laughs> you already know, Ty. Hey. They don't know about that little Boosie. Boosie right. was heavy in Tallahassee also. Right. Yeah. Boosie was heavy in Tallahassee also. Ty, we're getting ready to wrap it up, but we're getting close to the red zone part of the show and uh, superlatives, right? So this is where we ask you random questions, and you can't answer with yourself being involved. You know what I mean? So, Pat, you can get the first one to him, and, and, and then we can kind of roll it off. But these are random questions. We want your honest answer. Okay. And like I said, we're getting close to the red zone moment. So this is where you play some of your best football in the red zone. So we should get All some right. great answers from you. All right, here we go. Best player from the 2013 draft. Best player. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you need some hey, help with some, some of the names? Hey, I did some research, <laughs> man. It's, it's going to be, you got to do some digging. The best, best player. Yeah, that's a nice list too. I and you, and I give you a hint. You actually played with one of them, who I think is the best player. Um, is it Kelsey? Nope. Well, if you think, I mean, yeah, Kelsey is player, in there. Yeah, he's in the thirteen draft, 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 but if you think he's the best player, yeah. I'm just trying to think who who like from that draft is okay. like. Okay. Well, so I'm first round, you, you had Xavier Rose, you had D Hop, uh, you had Dean Milder. Uh, yeah, I probably, I probably say Hop and Kels. You also okay. had Le'Veon Bell in that Le'Veon draft. Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell. Travis Frederick, Lane yep. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Darius Slay. Yeah, I mean. Three Floyd. I probably say Hop and Kels. I think them two, cause just the numbers they, they've been able to put up, you know, it's like, right. like all time great territory. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think many people could say, you know, that they're doing, you know, what them two are doing. You know what I mean? That's a nice list. Yeah. Best best nickname in the league right now. Oh, uh, best nickname. I'd probably say um Frank Clark the Shark. Oh, I didn't even shark. know that was a nickname. Yeah. That rhyme. <laughs> Frank Clark the Shark. <laughs> that rhyme. I, I didn't like even that. know that. I like that. I like Frank that Clark too. be having some nice cleats too. His cleat game be fine. Yeah, fried. yeah, yeah. Frank Frank do be coming with it. Boy, yeah, he be coming with some heat. Some heat. He definitely has some heat. Uh, best album in 2020. Best album in 2020. Um, probably say that, that, that little baby, yeah. Huh? Ooh, that's a good one. Probably say mm. that, that little baby yeah, that, 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 that baby is nice. Probably, probably the best one. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of, uh, artists, you, uh, you been to that boy, uh, Lil Keith? I heard about him. I ain't never really. Hey, he got, he got, he got, he got a nice little tone. He got a nice little tone. I heard a couple. Yeah. Of but I think yeah. you'll vibe to him, five. Yeah. Man, Pat, you said look, what's his name? You know I'm a little older. I don't even know. Yeah, Lil Keed. Lil Keed. <laughs> I ain't heard him yet. I might need to go in my portfolio. K-E-E-D. Keed, where he from? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, man, man, you know Atlanta got <laughs> Atlanta got about three hundred million rappers, man. Everybody right. <laughs> he got the same little tone though, but uh the tune. But um his legs weren't bad though. Like you I can you Lil can buy Keed. Yeah, Lil Keed. All right, all right. I got one for you. Best safety in the league. That's, That's easy. 
league. Um, I'd probably say it can't be a uh, Yeah, can't can't. I'd probably say Adams. Um, Lamar had a big game. Yeah, I think I think just his level of impact on the game, you know, is different from from most, you know, safeties in the league right now. I think he's really able to impact a good percentage of the plays. Yeah, you know, whereas most safeties are not even effective on most plays. You know, man, right. man he got that dog too. Yeah, that's something yeah. you can't coach. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, let me see. Oh, I got one for you, five. Um, Why you call him five? What's that? That's a nickname. Yeah, we got five like, slime. Yeah, you got you got a bunch of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if you wasn't playing, if you wasn't playing football, uh, do you really think you you could have been the next AI? You know, I you you know you, you know I know you being your bag. Yeah, and look to be honest, bro, I think um, probably like the next um, Derek Jeter. Because look, when yeah, I remember you say yeah, like, baseball. My, my baseball coach used to beg me to stop playing football. Really? I, I couldn't. You outfield, infield? Which one? He used to play shortstop, uh, second base. I pitch on occasions. wasn't really like mm-hmm. – uh, I wasn't really like big into pitching. You know, I just rather play the field, you know, bat, bat first. Um, but, yeah, he used to beg me to stop playing uh, football, man. Um, what? I couldn't see that. I couldn't see what he, he was seeing. You know? Yeah. I was just locking on. Football was like a – it brought out a different passion for me. Yo, that's that, that's that's what's up. I never I never knew that you had anything like that on the diamond. And clearly, you know, I didn't know you was tough like that in basketball because I heard Pat mention you know potentially being the next AI. But that, yeah. that <laughs> I, I didn't play the World Series and and, and all that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, growing up, man. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I, baseball was just a sport that I was just naturally good, good. at. Um, football that's was awesome, man. That was what I was in love with. You know what I mean? No question. You got Last two question. Boys. Last question for you. Most likely path after football. Now I did my research now. So I see you, you really enjoy acting. Yeah. And also too, you have, you, you, you feel pretty, you know, heavy about politics, but what is probably the most likely path for you after football? Oh man. Uh, shit. Um, shit. Try to save all my money where I could take a couple years off before I get back to work. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, man, to that. Uh, I'll probably say, you know, right now, man, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I like to serve, you know, especially other people. You know, I think, um, you know, so many instrumental people that came into my life that, you know, gave me that sense of hope that I needed. And I think so my next mission at the football to, to be to hopefully touch, you know, somebody in the same way that, you know, obviously Pat touched me in. You know, uh, Coach Lee, my high school coach, you know, he, he sparked my brain too. You know, I, I used to play offense before I played DB and, uh, he was like the first one to get me to buy into, to the defensive mindset. You know what I mean? And so it's been, it's been a lot of people that come into my life that, that, that really touched me in the right way. I'm hoping I could do it the, do it the same way. I don't know what, whether that be through coaching or, you know, um, mentorship programs, but, you know, I, I see me, you know, definitely, you know, doing that in some way. Man, that, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah, I man. think, uh, you know, that's something that a lot of kids are lacking. You know what I mean? A lot of kids come from difficult upbringings, and with you being able to uh, go fight adversity and make it out on top, you know what I mean? You got a voice that people going to listen to. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? And, and and that's something that we all need to adapt, being able to try to help others. So, yeah. hey, man, 
I'm right there with you. Five. Yes, I can call you five. What'd you say? Five and slime. What, what, what's the nickname? <laughs> <laughs> you got five slime. Yeah. Just call him five. Five. Okay. Five. But hey, you know what, man? I, listen, at some point in time when y'all boys, you know, got some free time, you know what I mean? Hopefully, ideally, y'all can meet up in the Super Bowl in Tampa. Right. I think, I think that'd be dope. And we can do a all things cover in Tampa if we're able right. to travel. Yeah. But at some point in time, I want to see what your hoop game looked like, Tyron, because right. this man say AI, man, you had to be, <laughs> you had to be nice out there. Hey, man, you can go both ways where, you know, most guys don't have left and right. Yeah. I've seen it. I could get nice. It. Were you playing above many, the rim? I don't too? for many people, man. Huh? I said, were you playing above the rim also? Nah, I mean, my, my game is, you know, obviously I'm going to impact it on the defensive end. I'm going to run the court all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like a, I could drive and spot up, you know what I mean? And I could, you know what I mean? Pull up, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a beast in transition. So, yeah. Know, that boy Pat had a nice little game too. Oh, yeah. He was in the hey, celebrity Pat. game with me one time. Right. <laughs> me and Pat that ran many courts together. Right. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the two best guys I didn't see play. Uh, Le'Veon Bell got uh-huh. some and, yeah. uh, 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 Adams, Adams from Green Bay. Devontae. Oh, uh, Devontae. Yeah. yeah, he, he got, got some too. Okay, I, I never, I saw, I saw Le'Veon play, but I never saw Devontae play. Yeah. Well, you got, you got to look at how his release off the line of scrimmage is almost like he on the court. You know, he be yeah. crossing boys up left and right. Yeah, that's how that boy, uh, Stevie Jackson used to be. Boy, Stevie Jackson had yeah. some. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, we, man, Matt, we're going to let Ty get out of here, man. We, we know he got, uh, other plans going on, but man, Ty, we appreciate you being our first guest. On all things covered, man. You enjoy the rest of your night. Oh, man, we, we, we hope to uh, link up later on this season and, and wish you the best of luck against the Ravens. No question. Hey, dog. Uh, appreciate y'all having me, bro. Once again, we back, man. But first and foremost, man, a big time thank you to Tyron Matthew joining us here. The first official guest on All Things Covered. Outstanding interview. Uh, Pat, we just got through episode one of All Things yeah. Covered. Somewhat like week one of the NFL season. How did you think it went? Man, Mac, I thought it went great. You know, I thought we got some, um, we had some great conversation with Tyron. Uh, we found out some new nicknames, Five and Slime, that you didn't know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we, we got some insight on Pat Mahomes that many people may not know. Uh, uh, talked about the team, the vibe of the team, the energy. But I thought it was awesome. But uh, enough of what we thought. You know, we want to thank everybody for listening to our debut of All Things Covered. If you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe and follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. We'll be back at you next Tuesday where you can expect all things will be covered. Peace. Peace.